lowest point. I had to give myself a reason never to. Uh, I, go back I had to that. come to the yeah. point where I needed to acknowledge that maybe I wasn't so perfect, that maybe I had some flaws, mm -hmm. and that was okay, mm -hmm. but I had to acknowledge them. I had to open up the bills, because I also was like $140,000 in debt, and I, you know, I hadn't opened up any bills. So I had to start acknowledging in order to start fixing. It's true. said that even before I knew I was and this is by Muhammad Ali. Welcome to another inspiring episode of Podcast with Sheila, the podcast that is spreading positivity around the world by sharing inspiring life experiences. Today's guest is an author and a women's empowerment coach. I believe there is more to her and, and that will unfold as we set the ball rolling. Patricia Love grew up silenced and unheard yet used both experiences as fuel to light her inner fire. Hello, Patricia, and welcome to Podcast with Sheila. Hi. Hi, Sheila. How are you today? So I'm just so glad to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. It's a delight to host you, and it's an honor, really. So who is Patricia? Where does she come from? Stuff like that, just so that our audience get to know, I guess, what today before we set the ball rolling. Of course, sure. You know, um, sometimes I start in different places, but I want to say that I, I came from... Uh, basically an alcoholic mother and a, a father that abandoned me ment mentally. And so I came and grew up very with low self-esteem, low self-worth, never feeling I was good enough because I was always trying to get people's attention, but I always felt I was seen and not heard. And so that developed kind of into my uh, teen years, and you carry that on in the course of teen years, right, are like the years that really – besides the younger years molding you you have now your peers and you have yeah. all these different people like bullying mm -hmm. and different things mm -hmm. and so um it, it became harder and harder and then in my 20s a lot of things just little things happened and i just kind of um i had behave i would say i would have negative behavior problems so okay. and so it ended up i ended up being raped uh, by a by a boyfriend and also raped by a stranger a few years later and all of that just even the, the low self-esteem that i already had and i was always looking for the love of a father or a father figure you might yeah. say really led me down a really bad path in my 20s so i i like to call it uh back in the day we used to say sex drugs and rock and roll mm. and that's kind of where i ended up going and though i didn't um succumb to the you know the drug addiction and the such I was pretty close, and it really led me into my 30s and my 40s of just having really negative behaviors. And so, and when you keep doing the same behaviors all the time, you get exactly the same result. Yeah. And so I, I didn't know how to break that that you know break it, and so I could move forward and break those negative behaviors. And so I just just kept moving forward, and and always. Ending, ending back in the same issues, yeah. you know, broken relationship, mm -hmm. uh, have money, no money. You know, it, it was just always, it was just like a, I was on a hamster wheel, you yeah. might say. And I didn't know how to get off. And so uh, that's basically the Patricia that, that grew up. And I'm not saying it was terrible, but it was internally, 
and for a lot of women, it's just confliction and, and the substance. Why can't I get it right? Why can't I? Why can't I have peace? Why can't I just move forward? Yeah. Wow. You know this thing you just said. Like, um, oh, I see you on an, on a hamster. When somebody goes through things like that and they have children, does it carry on with the children? ways and I'm still on that healing process I don't ever believe that we ever completely heal yeah. we just manage we yeah. move forward we on a better paths and different things yeah. but my father being um, very it, you know abandoning me mentally it's once I can understand and learn his story because his story was one of abuse okay. mental abuse yeah. uh, left alone he had to he left his parents at like age 13 to get away from them because the father would beat his sisters and it was just a terrible so i find out later that his goal was always just to put a roof over my head and food on the table which of course for so many that's a beautiful thing yeah but as a, a young child when you're growing up between two and six years of old age you need that love you need exactly. that caring but he didn't know how to give it yeah. and my mother being an alcoholic all she wanted to do was get get rid of me you know like go play with your friends go do your thing and not understanding that that causes so many issues in as an adult but as a yeah. child you learn what you live right yeah and only as an adult could I understand and later on that I had choices and that I could change but then you know I, I, I lost a sister too who was my mentor who had actually she was kind of my parent and I lost her at 29 and that kind of put me in another another spin, you might yeah. say. So just when you think you might be getting better, mm -hmm. things spin you out of control. And learning how to control those and understand things, uh, I just didn't do until I was in my 50s. You know, when everything yeah. was, I mean, I literally was broken, broken at 57. And I said, literally, my self-esteem, everything had fallen apart, my, my, uh, my husband had left. I mean, I've lost all kinds of relationships, but it was almost that everything came together at one point and I had to make a decision. It was like, I, I have to change my life because I cannot keep living like this anymore. So it was one of those moments, you might say, that you know we have. And literally, no matter what your age, what you're doing, what's going on, you can change. And I've been living, uh, uh, I've started changing my life from that moment. And for the last 12 years, I've just been um, enjoying life. Now, it was, it's a journey, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's a constant journey. You sometimes take two steps forward and one step back, back. or yeah. sometimes three steps forward and one step back. But I always persevered because I came up, it was interesting, on this particular day that I, 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 I said I had to take my power back because I felt that, everybody was taking I was allowing everybody to take my power from me um, including the rapists my parents and people in general I came up with these five words that I at the time I don't even know why I wrote them down literally but I wrote them down because they came you know sometimes you get this like yeah you know yeah. intuition yeah. like yeah and yeah and I just wrote this down and I wrote down acknowledgement forgiveness mindset accountability and perseverance and I stepped up to the side for a week or two, and then I came back to them like, why did I write these down? Mm -hmm. And now I know why I wrote them down. And um, I, I had to come to the point where I needed to acknowledge 
that maybe I wasn't so perfect, that maybe I had some flaws, mm-hmm. and that was okay, mm-hmm. but I had to acknowledge them. I had to open up the bills because I also was like $140,000 in debt, and I, you know, I hadn't opened up any bills. So I had to start acknowledging in order to start fixing. It's true. I like that because it's only when you start acknowledging that you realize there is actually a problem that needs yes. to be fixed. But until then, you don't see any problem, so you don't see why you have to fix anything. So acknowledgement is key. Yeah, and a lot of people just try to ignore it. It's just like, you know, none of us like to believe that we are flawed, you know. And and, and I think it's not only that, we don't want to know our own truths. That's why so many people don't want to, they're constantly trying to distract themselves. You know, when I mentioned the hamster wheel, it's like today's society, everybody's on a hamster wheel. Everybody's working hard. They got children. They're doing this. And they, they're scared to take up, take a moment to be alone because they're scared of what their thoughts are. Yeah. And you probably notice how people distract themselves all the time by keeping themselves extremely busy. busy. Well, yeah. reality is because they don't know how to be alone with themselves. I mean, yeah. literally alone, without music, without anything, just no TV. When I say alone, just alone with you, myself, and I. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's very important as well because uh, we are always on the move, like you said. So it's good to reflect, get to know where you've gone wrong, what you can do better. And then with that, we'll come out better than just keep going and not even reflecting on our actions, the things we've said in the past, what we've done that we were not supposed to do, all of those. So what exactly did you do to bring you out of everything you were in? How long were you actually in the mess, if I should say? I was in the mess for 57 years. Oh. <laughs> I was in the mess for 57 years, literally because, you know, a lot of people just go through these highs and lows, right? Yeah. And they just go, you know, oh, I'll just get out of it, do it again, or I'll do it again, rather than fixing the problem. And my problem is I could make money, but I could spend it like crazy. Mm. I, 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 could get, I could get into relationships, but I couldn't keep relationships. So there had to be an underlying something that was causing these things you know a lot of it could have been from you know the abandonment and the alcoholism of my mom a lot of which i just was ignoring and also the rapes i i compartmentalized everything that, that was bad in my life mm-hmm. instead because i always were taught to oh stiff up her lip keep a stiff up her lip you can do it you got to keep on going and i'm like yeah okay okay but rather than ever feeling my feelings mm-hmm. i just passed them away in what i call my suitcase or what people might say is baggage. Mm. And if you do not unpack that baggage at some point, it will explode. And that's what happened to me is that it just it exploded. Now, some people explode when they're in their 20s. Some people explode when they're in their 50s. Some people in their 40s. Mm-hmm. You know, in the mid, they call that midlife crisis, crisis you might yeah. say. Um, you know, but it, it, it can happen at any age, depending on how good you are wearing a mask. I was really good at wearing that mask that, you know, like on the front outside because I was in sales. So I had to always put on that face, right? Mm -hmm. But then I would go home and just be a completely different person. It was like my career life was not bad, except I didn't know how to keep money. So I was always broke, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. Um, But I would go home and just wonder, what's wrong with me, you know? So it was always that mask. So, you know, um, it took me a long time, but it's... now I feel because I've really taken the time to acknowledge, I've taken the time to um, forgive, which is not only forgiving everybody, like rapists, um, parents, uh, 
uh, husbands, I had to forgive myself and to realize, you know, guess what? I'm not perfect. And it's okay. And then I had to keep reminding myself, and this is, I use these five words daily. I just don't have to stay as long with them as I did before. So now I go through them every night, like, what did I do today to acknowledge something? Mm -hmm. Did I do something maybe I could do better? Do I need to forgive something of somebody? Do I need to forgive myself? How was my mindset? Was my mindset okay? Was my mindset, you know, was it positive? Was it negative? What? And so you kind of get to that feeling of what happened and, what, you know, where did it come from if you had a negative mindset? So I was kind of, I don't want to say I was analyzing it to death, but I would speak to it and say, can you do better tomorrow? And then accountability was something that, you know, a lot of times when I, when I went through this at the age of 57, I didn't have the, the bandwidth to, to understand how to get help. And in reality, there, you know, I didn't have the money to go and get a coach or to get a, somebody to help me. Yeah. Um, I, so I had to be accountable to myself, which I think if you can learn to be accountable to yourself, then everybody else who does celebrate you, that's a bonus. Exactly. Because everybody else has their world going on, right? They have their life going on, and they want to stop sometimes and celebrate you, but they forget, or exactly. they don't, you know, it stinks. Yeah. And so there was that, and then perseverance. I constantly said to myself, you've got to keep going. And I will say this one thing, because you were asking about how I do it. I, when I was at my lowest point, I had to give myself a reason never to go back there. Yeah. Otherwise, it's so easy. It's like alcoholism and, and, and addiction. If you don't find a good why, you can go back because you didn't have a strong enough why yeah uh, a lot of people it's their children it's their you know uh, their parents or they're just the, just something within their, their health but for me it was i never ever wanted to be lying on that floor having too many drinks um thinking about taking my life or wondering why i you know i, I couldn't move i never wanted to go back to so i wrote it out so in detail and i keep that piece of paper so it, it's written out you know so if i ever feel like you know, poor Patricia or poor me, yeah. you know, why me again? Yeah. I can go back to that and go, this is why I'm going to keep persevering. Even if I only take a half a step today or just a quarter step or just have a better attitude, I'm, you know, maybe I don't do everything I should, but at least I move forward somehow. That keeps me going. Well, that's brilliant. And today, I, 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 yeah, I, I live in a much more peaceful place and I don't allow excess to distract me um, and for me that works and um, and it builds my confidence it built my confidence back which was lacking yeah because I always believe that confidence is freedom it is seriously I think I agree with you that confidence is freedom it is so um, in summary the best thing to do is to acknowledge you have a problem and make a step towards making it better that is yeah. it yeah in simple terms Wow this is great insight why did you decide to write a book about your experience because you know it was I, I felt it was kind of my last um and i may not i might read another book but for mm -hmm. me you know everything i had gone through and everything that i had um learned you might say in the last several years i felt i needed to get it out of me yeah. And writing a book was, I always thought it'd be, you know, oh, it's 
fun to write a book, I should write a book, right? You know, yeah. I wasn't writing it to be become a millionaire or anything yeah. like that because you know, you know, becoming an author doesn't mean any of that, you yeah. know, unless you're a celebrity or something mm-hmm. like this. But it was cathartic, you know, it was, you know, cathartic, you know, it was making me feel good. And so I didn't, what I didn't realize when I wrote it, and it's a memoir of my life, you know, based on a bunch of stories that, um, that I, my stories, but I find that it resonates a lot with other people, um, is it was so emotional writing it because I had to relive a lot of things. That was my next question. Uh, yes. What's the next question? That because I know that you always have to relive the experience, which you would probably not yes. like to go back to. Yes. Well, you know, and the same thing with acknowledgement. Yeah. It's like, we don't want to relive it. We don't yeah. want to relive the fact that we did things wrong or we weren't good enough or we did some yeah. crazy things yeah. or maybe we could improve on things. So for me, this, it, it, bringing all this emotion back up was, it was, it was really good, but it was surprising and it surprised me a bit. But it, and, and then when I pushed the button to actually get it published, it was like, oh, Lord, now it's out to the world. You know, now everybody can see it and hear it, feel it. And it's really been a positive thing because I've had so many people at least come back and say, you know what, you're one of, you know, a couple of your stories really resonated with me because I have something not exactly the same, but something similar. Yeah. And so it helped them change it because I helped them kind of think through things. Yeah. And, and a lot of us growing up, and I think a lot of us today, are still seen but not heard yeah yeah and uh and sometimes we're not even seen we're becoming visible and i i notice also that as as because i am an advocate for age ageism also is that when you get to a certain age you start to become invisible too and it's just it's, it's amazing and so my goal is just to really help people be seen and heard and know that somebody's listening to them and somebody's hearing them because that's really all we want is to be acknowledged in a lot of cases, that yeah. our voices, voice matters. Yeah. There are two things I want to bring. I hope I bring it out right. One of them is, as you were saying your story, as you were narrating your story, one thing came to mind that someone had come on this podcast to share. And I think his name was Kevin Cahill, I think, if I remember right. And he said something that came to mind as you were talking, that sometimes we keep going through the experience because there's a lesson we need to learn that we've not learned yet. So we will go through it until we finally learn that lesson. Then we don't have to go through it again. So as you were saying, and as you said, for 57 years, you had gone through that. So it means that for 57 years, that span, you had not learned your lesson yet. No, so, I'm still learning. <laughs> yeah. So until you, you learned it, like, you know, there was something in there that you needed to pick up. And until you're able to pick that one out, you were still going through it. And then finally, when you got it, you came out of it. And usually when we go through experiences like that, and we come out, we become better people for others to look up to. I don't know if I put it right. Well, I hope so. You know, I think that, that, you know, I never want to be that person that says, well, you know, cause some people think, Oh, well, you got it all yeah, now. And yeah. you got you every day. No, I don't. I mean, you know, I might be a couple steps ahead of you. Yeah. Um, type of thing because we all have our own journeys and we exactly. all go at different exactly. times. Yeah. But it, it, but I, if I can help somebody some, any, from anything that I might say or anything, any client that I coach or, or, or helping somebody, then it's all worth it to me. Exactly. It's all worth it because uh, it, it, the play, this world needs kindness and they mm. need, uh, and people need help and exactly. support. Exactly. And, you know, and they're not alone. 
you're not alone out there because we all have different things, maybe different stories slightly, but we all need each other. We really do. That's true. So why do you empower women and girls? Well, because I wasn't empowered myself. And a big deal to me is to help women, especially I, I work with mostly women, is to empower them so they feel confident and not arrogant, confident in their life. So they can feel good to assert themselves when you know the, the timing is right and to empower them as a personal person so they don't need to depend necessarily on anybody financially or emotionally, but that with the people that they encounter or their significant others will become a, a partner that somebody that, em, that embrace each other and not somebody that, you know, you're fighting each other type of thing. So you're, you have your own empowerment, so you bring to the table uh, a place of confidence and self-worth and, and feeling that you're enough. And that shows, and, and those people actually uh, help other people feel empowered too. So I think more women need to feel empowered and they need to be seen and they need to be heard. And so it's my goal is to, to do that and build that confidence in them. Can you share with us some of your secrets, pitfalls, and triumphs as you went through the moment, when your difficult moments? Oh, gosh. Well, I'll kind of go back to my acknowledging things. It, mm. it, when I say I had these five words, um, the acknowledging was hard. <laughs> I will because be. I did not, you know, that, that was a pitfall to me. That was like, whoa, my God. I feel like I was almost going back down the tunnel because yeah. it was um, hard for me to to access my own truth about mm -hmm. me, myself. Mm -hmm. And I needed mm -hmm. to understand mm -hmm. that I had to bring these up to that table so that I didn't keep part putting them in those suitcases and putting them away. I needed to bring them out, open up the suitcase and put them on top so I could empty that suitcase. And I didn't like what I was seeing and I didn't like what I was feeling. And I didn't like what I was hearing, but I was at the point that I said, okay, this is, because at the time I was so overwhelmed, I thought I could never get out. Yeah. But then I, so I really promised myself never to take, it, it's like I related to weight. If somebody says to you, I want to lose 30 pounds in 30 days, that's just usually pretty hard to do or, you know, and to maintain, right? Yeah. So I would always say to myself, I'm just going to take baby steps. I'm going to take mm -hmm. a half a step. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to celebrate myself. So, because so any time that I would go and get to have a triumph, uh, I would celebrate myself. And when I say that, mm. I wouldn't go and buy something or nothing. I would be like, yay, woohoo, you know, I do a yeah. little jig, turn some good music on, celebrate myself. And then if I had a, a, a fallback, I would probably go, okay, that was a minor, minor fallback. I can do this. I forgive myself. So that's my second word. I forgave myself for making a little mistake and maybe didn't do it properly and say, you know what, just keep, you know, you're being accountable and keep persevering and stay positive. So all those words all play together and they keep playing together and I go through them daily. So when I have those fallbacks, I can have a triumph also because there's always hmm. something you can find that'll help you feel better. Always something. We don't do everything negatively all the time. You know, there's always something. And even it's just like you're taking care of a cat or um, you're helping somebody, your neighbor, did good today yeah celebrate that yeah yeah the little things isn't it well you, i always yeah. say when you celebrate the little things then you see the bigger things you begin to see bigger things and then you celebrate more 
Great. Let's talk about settling for less. What will make somebody settle for less? And what can we say to people who have settled for less? Okay. Um, well, that's self-worth. Um, low enough, being good enough. Hmm. Um, and most people who don't feel good enough, which I didn't, I would settle for less. You know, if I was, you know, I would, when I was, I'll talk about relationships, when I was, you know, wanting to have a significant other hmm. or be married, hmm. I would lessen myself and give him what he wanted. But I would settle for less things because I thought if I would please that person, then it would be all good. Well, that doesn't work that way. And so you become a people pleaser, which people can listening and hearing this can really probably relate to that. Yeah. They're the people pleasers. And when you people please, you're not you're you're selling yourself short sure. and you had to create some boundaries. And I had to learn that I can't keep selling myself, you know, less because I am good enough just who I am. And I don't need to compare myself to them because I'm not them. I'm different. I'm unique. And I had to keep reminding myself, I'm not that person. Yeah. And they may have already done all those steps and taken those steps and I'm just not quite there yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, too many people settle for less and they're selling themselves short because they have so much to offer. And that's why you have to forgive yourself for selling yourself short. Say, okay, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm going to maybe get some boundaries. And boundaries is important. It, even small boundaries. You know, yeah. when you can say that first no, and not a harsh no, like, no, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to do that for you today, rather than, hey, let's do this. You know, so it's, uh, yeah, when you can say your first no a few times, it feels really good and you build confidence. You know, sometimes when you've settled for less for a long time and you begin to say no, people don't accept it. And they can't accept it from you because you're not that kind of person. So then you have to be, it has to be a very firm no. With firm no. And sometimes you can do it quietly and they say, you know what, Julie, I, I've got to say no today because I have something else planned on that area. Or if it's for a potluck, you say, you know what, I'm not going to be able to do that. I just don't have the you know, time. And you can do it gently. I would have to say that some there's always going to be that one person that wants you know to, yeah. to really push you, yeah. but they because they know your button, mm -hmm. and they know if they push hard enough that you'll cave. So that's where that little celebration and building that confidence up just a little bit every day will get it easier to say no. And you don't you know you, you can start with a no once, and then maybe you say a few yeses, you know, right? And yeah. then try another no. You just have to keep trying. You know, because if you yeah. don't try, you'll never know. That's so true. And sometimes when you also say the no, the person may not accept it. But as they go away, they will learn to accept it anyway. Yeah. And you know what? If they don't accept it, they weren't your friend in the first place in a lot exactly. of cases. Exactly. Yeah, you, know, you find out who your real friends are after, you know, you, if, if you say you can't do something for a certain reason. Yeah. You know, you know I, let's go back to when you, you were in... Let's just backtrack a little bit where you were in, in the mess. Did you lose a lot of friends when you wanted to get your life together? You know, interesting enough, uh, I didn't tell a lot of my friends at mm -hmm. first what I was going through because I was embarrassed. Okay. Um, because my husband had left and a lot of things. And I didn't, I didn't, I, it was one of those, that was one of those failed things that I had to, you know, work through a little bit later while I was working through myself. Um, yeah, but I would have to say, you know, uh, probably client because I, I was beginning to say no yeah uh, because 
I was, and I was in real estate uh, for a long time, and some people, clients would take advantage of me in certain, I have to say no for me because these people aren't good for me. But it's really hard sometimes to, 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 to decipher between the two, right? Yeah. You know, you, you'd rather suffer and get paid sometimes, and it was like, no. But as soon as I started saying no, uh, I found that down the road, more opportunities were opening up because mm. I was dealing and working with the right people rather than the wrong people. Oh, so it's good. hard to say no sometimes, and it's hard, you know, and to lose people and clients and friends. But, you know, you've got to remind yourself that they were only here for a season, apparently, because mm-hmm. if they were really your friends, they would be still be here. And they were, they were meant to work with you, they would. Let me ask you this. You know that, uh, well, with me, I, I've, I've realized that with me, but anytime you, you have a goal or you're doing a lot of things, you tend to lose too many people. And the more people you lose, the more successful you become at things. Because then you get to focus more, give enough time to whatever you're having. Let's say if it's a business or something you're doing, you get to dedicate more time to it. And obviously, whilst you're dedicating more time to whatever you're building, you wouldn't have time for friends to call and chat and they'll feel you've abandoned them. So with time, your relationship with them will dwindle and you wouldn't be there anymore. But I see that with successful, I wouldn't say successful people. I just want people who have a focus or have something in mind or have a place where they want to be usually tend to be lonely people. Yes. Yes. And that's something you need. Again, that's, that's one of those things, acknowledgement. Yeah. And sometimes you have to say, wait a minute. I'm successful now. Mm-hmm. I have all this money and friends, or supposedly friends, yeah, but you know, yeah. a lot of times they're just acquaintances, yeah, to be exactly. honest. Or they're after they're looking for success to hang around you because they want something. Mm-hmm. And and but you have to acknowledge the fact. Okay, wait a minute. I seem to be lonely now. Yeah. You have to acknowledge that, and then make a decision. How am I going to go about not being so lonely? And it, did I cause this? Am I separating myself from people? Or am I not having the right people around me that are my true friends? Yeah. Um, I know that for a while there, I, uh, when I was making a lot of money, and I, I was up and down all the time at, at some point, I found that there was um, a lot of people wanted to hang around me. Yeah. But they truly weren't my friends. Hmm. And even, I, I, still to this day, I'd rather have a small group of really friends, and that may be only two to three friends, yeah. good friends. Yeah. Than a bunch of people that just are hanging on my every word. Yeah. Because those aren't true friends. Mm-hmm. And they're either out, they either want something mentally, physically, or emotionally from me. And that's not, that's not real friendship. Those are just people that want something. And it's unfortunate when you do get successful. And that's why I've always, I've all now learned, learned that, and I have a really couple really great friends that are multimillionaires mm. that they, they don't even tell people about money. You would never even know they had me. Yeah. And um, and so if you can get the ego out of the way mm-hmm. and remove it, mm-hmm. you might be surprised. You'll have more friends, but you know they don't need to know what you have. Exactly. You know, it's just the people that spend the money. They got to have the Ferrari. They got to have this. They got to have that. It's because they didn't. They're not used to having those things, and they feel like they want to show sure. off. But that that's something that will end up getting you later on at some point, whether it's loneliness or whatever. So you don't have to show off and be the ego, but you see a lot of that on social media right now. Oh, that's true. They're trying yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> if you had one wish for this year, what would that be and why? 
You know what? I just uh, launched my new uh, app called Confident You, and honestly, mm -hmm. that's something that I'm really working on. So my big, my wish for myself, if I'm being a little selfish, is to mm -hmm. grow that because it's really for uh, affordable coaching. Because I'm, it's, I mean, I remember at 57, I and I was broken, broken. I said I, I gave myself a mission also that if I can get out of this and feel in a comfortable place and secure place, I'm going to give back. You know, so I have a free app, and they can, if they upgrade, they can if they want to for a minor amount of money. Yeah. Um, and they, but it's going to help a lot of women. And so I want to help more and more women because I couldn't afford it when, when I was yeah. in that place. So my wish is to build that and to uh, help women. Wow. That's and give back because it's also a, it's a I I call it cause um where I where mm -hmm. any money that does come in, a portion of it goes right back into the community to help women. With, with bills or anything else mm. that we might be doing. So, yeah. So, call wow. confident you. So, that's my wish. That's a selfish wish. <laughs> but that's a good one, though. It's a good one, helping women, yeah. helping the society, putting money back into the society to help women. Because, yeah. for me, I believe that women go through a lot. I'm not being gender biased, but I think that women go through a lot. So, yeah, if... We work very hard in a lot. We just don't always get appreciated. Yeah, that's so true. That's so, so, so true. What will your final message be to our listeners as we wrap up, if you have any? I think my, my, my final message would, would be to tell everybody, take a pause. Take a pause. Learn about yourself. And just believe that you have it within you to ignite that confidence. It's always been there. We just have sometimes we have to find it. But to take a, take a moment for yourself. Wow. We'd like to say a massive thank you um, for coming on podcast with Sheila today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Sheila. I really appreciate it. It was a delight. If you've been listening in, this is season two, episode 50 of our podcast series, where we've been bringing your way seasoned guests with inspiring real life stories to share with us. Do not miss out on all these lovely experiences. Subscribe and be notified when a new episode is released. We have a video presentation of this episode on our YouTube channel. Just search for podcast with Sheila on YouTube and you'll find us. Our prayer for you this week is that you'll be the head and never the tail, a lender, not a borrower. Until we meet again, in our next episode, have a brilliant. There is nothing you cannot do. Ooh.